Philip Glass. I think I got it. Hello and welcome to the Verge Cast. I'm Elon Patel. I I'm joined here by a cast of luminaries. Paul Miller is here. Hey. Chris Plant is here. Hello. Miriam Nielsen is here. Hi. Make 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 the noise. Nobody knows how Miriam is making that noise. Well, they can't see is her entire realm of instruments. <laughs> I just she, have a lot of kazoos. <laughs> uh, Miriam is here only to make sound effects today. Um, hello, welcome to the Vergecast, the flagship podcast of theverge.com. We only have four, so it's not a full <laughs> armada, but we're working on it every day. This show sponsored by Fake Vodka that was actually sponsored last week, mm-hmm. which ah. was amazing. Yeah? Scissor. <laughs> no. Was there night. real vodka? No, uh, uh it's like I don't want to give it to him for free. But oh, if this okay. company wants to come back and do it yeah. again, that let's just would be say there was favorite. some some can't miss advertising last week. Last week I think was the best <laughs> advertising on the show. That's where we want to start every episode uh, discussing last week's ads. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, it was the best thing to happen on the show. Uh, I think in a long time. But uh, anyway, scissor vodka got through the night. Oh yeah, just bonobos. Like yeah, you know, they just got some great shirts. You know, <laughs> is that who advertised? We're just throwing Chris, money around. Who advertised on what's tech this week? I think Citibank. Oh, we got some city ads coming up on this show. Welcome to the Vergecast, where we discuss <laughs> podcast advertising on all of our other shows. <laughs> Citibank also on control alt delete this week, so they're all over the place. Oh, great! Yeah. Chris, how's, how's your monetization? Look, here's oh, what's man, our structure right is choice. <laughs> <laughs> You'll enjoy it on this week's episode of What's Tech. What's your monetization structure? Yeah. <laughs> What is a monetization structure? Oh, thank plan. you, thank you. Uh, all of this conversation, of course, just delay <laughs> tactics uh, before the tidal wave of Pokemon Go washes over this show, Mila. crushing everything Mila. in its wake like what, it has crushed the internet. What's your favorite Pokemon? I don't know. The, the yellow one. <laughs> There's a reason I brought all three of you on this show today. Okay, oh, let's, let's just wow. start at the start. There was okay. a bunch of stuff that happened this week. I got a whole list of news, mm-hmm. but... Our site, the industry, the world has been dominated by this Pocket Genesis that was already available on Amazon.com. That's not true. No. No. Pocket Ness. Yes. Oh, not even Pocket Ness. It's like this joke just classic. went so zero. What are you talking about? He's talking about this no new Nintendo, the NES. Oh, Here are the, the two big stories. The classic. Oh, Here are the two <laughs> massive stories of the week. For real. Uh-huh. Pokemon Go. Okay. Dominate our entire site forever. Okay. I don't think that Pokemon Go explainer is going to leave our most popular stories forever. Sure. It's just going to stay there for the rest of time. Yeah, it's still trending right Uh, now. Yeah, it's just going to stay there forever. And then today, huge kaboom story, Nintendo released a tiny little Nintendo Entertainment System. It's called the NES Classic Edition. With an HDMI output Mm. and two controller ports that are in the same place as the existing controller ports were, or the previous ones were, but look way uglier because they're a different kind of port. It's the Wii plug. Yeah, the plug like, that's at the bottom of a Wii mote. Yeah, which is like what you would plug like a classic <laughs> controller into. Your hand motions right now are actually <laughs> killing me. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Nintendo dominated the week, right? I mean, these are yeah. There's a lot to unpack here, but we gotta start with Pokemon. Sure. Um, I'll just offer my one tiny Pokemon story, okay. and then you guys are gonna actually tell me what it is. What the hell's happening? Mm. Tell me if the world is doomed. My parents called me yesterday, mm. out of the blue. Hey, how's it going? How are things? 
Are there various things in your life that you know we generally want to talk to you about? Great, great. Hey, what's Pokemon Go? They literally faked a call. Mm -hmm. They faked a check-in call because they were out with some friends in Racine, Wisconsin. They were by the lake, and they saw hundreds of nerds waving phones at the lake. Mm. Asked one of the nerds, what are you doing? And then rushed <laughs> home to call me and, and, to and make said, sure drugs. And me! And they were like, oh no. <laughs> They're like, have drugs infected our city? Are um, we safe? So it's everywhere. It is a absolute phenomenon. Yes. What the hell's going on, Chris? Um, so, <laughs> to get ahead of ourselves, yeah. there is a new episode of What's Tech, a fantastic <laughs> podcast by TheBridge.com, hosted Not by... Not as well monetized, I me. have to say. No, beautifully monetized. <laughs> I, will, I, I know. I care. You have too many things to worry about in your day. Uh, this no, no. Mistake. But there's an episode coming up on Tuesday that is What is Pokemon Go? And that... Yeah, I, everyone got that call this week. Like, yeah. I truly believe everyone got that call. And this entire podcast is what you hand to your parents yeah. when you get those calls. Mm. So, like, th don't hand them this episode. You, we've already lost it with the advertising talk. <laughs> hand them that. But for, for anyone who's listening and is, like, somewhere in don't between. Don't this garbage advertising listen, I'm podcast. I'm just saying it, it's very helpful. But the long short of it is Pokemon... 20-year-old uh, role-playing game series. You go around a fictional world collecting pocket monsters. There's now, like, 700 of them. Collect them, fight them, yada, yada, yada. There have been, like, plenty of spinoffs, TV shows, but this is the first one that achieves, like, the clear fantasy of that video game, right? Which is, like, I don't want to walk around a fantasy world collecting fantasy animals. I want to walk around the real world taking people's dogs when they're cute, right? But you can't do that. So they made an augmented reality game, and they're like, Wait, oh. Wait, Miriam, let me just confirm or deny that your fantasy is to take cute dogs from people. Uh, definitely. Okay. I want all that, the dogs. Yeah, and that is don't, like... Don't you have that like one girlfriend who's like always talking about stealing babies? I have that one wife. Yeah. So. <laughs> Not babies, dogs. Okay. Definitely dogs. Yeah. Every time we see a dog, she's like, I could have that dog. <laughs> I'm like, you're a lawyer. You can't... You, sh you know right. the rules. So, Pokeballs steal animals. Yeah, that's that's the idea, is that you can walk around the world, and when you see cute things, you're like, mine. Mm -hmm. And then it's just yours. <laughs> Which is like, I, I don't know if there are many more appealing fantasies than, like, instant animal husbandry. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's the right word. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the right word. But doesn't husband... Well, it's not. No. Does, doesn't husband... It implies that you will then care for... Exactly, which okay. you do in the Pokemons. I thought Pokemon Go was less, more about collecting, less about leveling. So No, there, there is... You got when you get into the when you Pokemon. get into the really cruddy meta game that is yeah. like at okay. the end of the game, yeah, there's a lot so, of leveling. So I think I think this is the right debate to have on the podcast because I feel like this is the question. Pokemon Go clearly everybody's playing it, everybody in the world all the time, and everybody's getting a bunch of Pokemon. The app is terrible, it crashes all the time. It's frustrating, but people play it. The anyways, first thing you ever right? said to me was, "Oh, they built it in Unity." Yep, and Paul was real mad about that. It's still tragic, and I think it's getting got even worse after this update, but. People are all playing this. But after you collect a bunch of Pokemon, which is a, just an undeniably joyful experience, yeah. what do you do? And so does this app or game or whatever it is have any staying power? And, and the wild thing is that they, they, they made a game that was for everybody, right? Well, they made two games. And the first one is a game for everybody where the way you collect these, it looks exactly like taking a photo mm -hmm. in, with your phone. So it's instantly familiar. And instead of like the the little button that you hit to take a photo, that's where the Pokeball is, and you swipe it and you catch a Pokemon. Oh, so we gotta wait, like, wait, wait, before you go on, we haven't said the most important thing is this is the first massive augmented reality experience 
that has ever hit. So yes. what, when Chris is saying take a photo, the, the yeah. interface, the default interface is you look around the world with through your, your camera. And you see a little cam- Pokemon camera. in it. And you see Pokemon in it. That's why yeah. you're in the room. Annoyingly Static. not to scale of the actual size of Pokemon. Yes. Because Pokemon, for the most case, are not tiny, adorable animals. They're giant, adorable Starlight's animals. Huge. They're massive. Hmm. They're like scary big. Yeah. Except for like Pidgeys, which are pidgey sides. want to be clear that we're talking about cartoon animals. Yes. So, okay. so you're getting that from the TV series? <laughs> no, from the stats in the game and from the oh, stats that have true. been published since like, the I very feel like first Because the, the experience, if you played on like the Game Boy, right? You, they're all kind of that same size because they're portraits. Um, you don't even really even hardly see them in the actual world that you walk around in. But then, yeah, how you capture them is an RPG. You, like, knock down their health to their, like, weak, and then you pick the this, correct And this is in the video game. Yeah, in the yeah, video yeah. game. It is a lot more complicated. It would have been less successful, yeah. maybe. So they made a game that is, like, I mean, they stripped a, a game of, like, a very proven formula and made it as simple as possible, which is, like, fine. That's how you get people in. But then, after that, the logic would be, like, okay, well, then, like, kind of, like, nudge them into something, like, about as complicated as the Game Boy game. And instead, they're, like, so, before this, we made the most complicated nonsensical territory like simulation war game where people had to go onto websites and like mine data and collaborate through forums to figure out even what any of it meant and and they're like you know what let's do that but like <laughs> but it only had two teams let's have three yeah let's make it even more complicated and, and then let's like tie it to a battle system that is the worst mini game that we could possibly design that has no real logic or skill to it. Oh, and it's connected to servers working regularly. So even though it's like a rhythm-based fighting game, you have to have like a good connection to a server, which is a thing that they just clearly are not going to have. So like the the top level game, you go from like as like a game nerd, somebody who can like, you know, figure these things out relatively quickly yeah. from playing too many games in my life. The first one is like a zero out of ten in terms of like skill. And then you like skip to like a twelve. <laughs> it's just like, oh cool, I hope you like reading forums. Because well, that's the only way you're gonna not, figure so this out. So the game you're refer- referencing is Ingress. Yeah. So Niantic Labs, they made Ingress at Google, which was only on Android, but still massively popular. Ingress had a big crowdsourcing element, right? So that's where the, sort of the map of locations for Pokemon Go came from. Kind of. And yeah. then they spun out of Google, and then they licensed the Pokemon IP from Nintendo. There's a clear relationship between the Ingress map and the Pokemon map. Yes. Right? Yeah. Which has led to a bunch of weird things happening, like Pokemon at the Holocaust Museum. Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, yes. Which they actually, I believe Ingress got in hot water for that exact problem. Like, I I, I think these are, like, things that that game already kind of went through, and then they just weren't uh, taken care of for for Pokemon. Okay, so I have, have like, very, not mixed is not the right word, but kind of confused feelings Mm -hmm. about this weirdness of, like, so the game has these things called Pokestops. And if you go to them, you can get, like, free items, right? So you're motivated to go out to these places. And also they can be, like, places where you can catch more Pokemon. So there's some in places that are tasteless, like the Holocaust Museum in D.C. The actual, I think, like, there actually is a Pokestop at Auschwitz. Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. there's one at the 9-11 Memorial. People are like, oh, these things shouldn't be here. This is horrid. And And I... Agree on 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 the obvious level of like by virtue of being there, it's attracting players to like pull out their phone and play a video game in these places where maybe that's well, not this right. In particular, it's attracting players who have no interest in the thing. Yeah, yeah, but well, I I think 
tourist destinations already kind of do that. Like, I have pretty mixed feelings on some of these places anyway, where you go there and it's like, clearly these people are not here to, like, learn. They're here to take a selfie here and show that they were there. But that, that's a whole that's a whole different debate. Yeah, it's a different but, show. But the, that's What's Tech with Chris yes, Planner. Uh, yeah. The commercialization uh, of horrible of, history. Of horror tragedy. <laughs> um, no, but I, I, at the same time, like, I do think the entire purpose of a game like this in augmented reality games is to paste a very like simple veneer over reality, which is like hard. Like <laughs> life is hard and complicated and we walk around the world and there's like there are a million complicated things around us and you pull out Pokemon Go and what's saying is like that's a background to catching Pikachu. Yeah. Like we're making your world magical and happy because that suddenly loses focus and what comes into focus is like this thing it's structure and rules yeah and yeah. And, and, yeah and we're and we're simplifying the world so it's like entire purpose is to make the ugliness or difficulty of real life somehow feel magical and i, I like again i i don't think that means that it should be in these places but i think like part of the intent of the game is to wash away right that the world is actually a very complex place and to put the like yeah structure color magic of video games into it so the thing that struck me and like the reason that everyone is covering it in a variety of ways is not only like people are drawn to it they're addicted to it they're walking around right there's like all this there's at least four or five stories that i've seen across the internet that are like pokemon go is great for exercise because it's making people walk again so there's that mom make america america walk again There's that mom who wrote about her autistic son who doesn't like to like break routine, doesn't like to make eye contact or socialize with people, and just Pokemon Go just pull, totally pull, he like broke all of his sort of rules for himself and was just a, pretty much a normal kid yeah. catching Pokemon. It was just an awesome story. That's great. Yeah, there's like yeah, people I like bump into in my neighborhood now to talk to about Pokemon. You know, I went to I walked from. Like Washington Square Park up to Union Square. So Washington Square Park has a gym. Union Square doesn't. A Pokemon gym. A, uh, Not like a Bally's. Correct. Okay. Um, Union Square doesn't have a gym. Uh, but Washington Square was in just like an intense battle. So that's the thing. I know these battles are kind of inaccessible and not very fun. But there's a lot of people. There, there's a gym at my subway stop in Bushwick where there's like maybe 30 kids there most evenings fighting like split into the three teams yelling insults at each other fighting over control of this gym yeah and and we had this i mean when we were kids did you have uh what is it like digimon things there was one before digimon it was right after tamagotchi there was like another tamagotchi that you clipped into each other and they would fight oh i think that was digimon maybe that was but it was horrible but like it was like huge when i was a kid because it didn't matter if it was good. Wait, did all three of you play Pokemon? I played some of the card game. I, everything. You, yeah. All of it. Someone sent me a tweet yesterday. I wish I, I wish I had it so I could credit them. But they're like, I'm in that weird zone in between Gen X and Millennials. Mm. And they're like, the way you know which side you identify with is Pokemon. Wait, was that Chris Solentrop? I don't know. The, Chris Solentrop, who is, still does some of the reviews at the New York Times, pointed that out. He was like, Pokemon is, is the line yeah. between Gen X and Millennial. And yeah. like I, I, where you literally it had nothing to do with my life until yeah. Pokemon Go happened. It just wasn't around my like cohort. Yeah. Of course, I also lived in Wisconsin, so we were 
<laughs> then they didn't allow Pokemon there. <laughs> no dancing and no pocket monsters. Only was a football. weird rule that the minister in my town imposed. Uh, but we brought the dancing back. Kevin Bacon came that was, It was Pokemon I, Kevin Bacon never came by, but dancing Kevin Bacon. Was one of my first pieces of what you would maybe call tech journalism. I had my own like website when I was like 13 or... No, maybe it was a little older. Maybe like 15 or something like that. Really can't remember. But my friends were super into the Pokemon card game. I was yeah. just a little bit into it. I just had a starter set at a Squirtle base deck. And I chose Squirtle again for Pokemon Go. But <laughs> Very important. That, this podcast is real deep. Because that is my tie to it. But they, I, my friends were going to do like competitive Pokemon card playing at Toys R Us. And I went there and like like i was like i'm the cool guy who's the fly on the wall talking to the nerds and like getting into like what what are nerds into and what's it like to and i wrote up this piece probably like a thousand words <laughs> of like how i was cool but i pokemon's cool too <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah it's not so bad um so we got to talk about the 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 thing with pokemon go that particularly relates to us and i think the reason it's so popular which is the ar aspect right i mean that is there's so many arguments to be made about whether it's ar that's drawing people in and making it crazy this is to your point chris like everything you're saying about making the real world seem manageable there is the fact that it kills your battery so people are just turning it off which is interesting there's the fact that it might just be pokemon's really popular and this is a new pokemon game tell me about the ar aspect is that like does that grab you is that a thing that you care about i turn off ar but you but to you're still wanting more pokemon yeah i haven't played with ar at all easier to i did catch it once when i had to take pictures with amelia today what yeah. what do you think the primary draw of this game is the pokemon character like what if they just came out with a pokemon like nintendo's like hey we got a pokemon game for iphone yeah. that had none of this geolocation anything totally that would still be huge right? yeah although i do think the i like consuming the content of other people using the ar to do like tell creative storytelling like the memes online i think that is part of why it became so popular. It, yeah. Like yeah. all the people who loved Pokemon were going to play it anyway, but then that brought it to a level where it reached so many more people than would have gotten. Is it the anyway. AR good? If, I'm looking to you as our like resident VR nerd. Is, the is, AR good? is no. the AR good? Like, no. does it, like, it? It doesn't know depth, right? It, like, it's pretty much just layering cartoons on things. Yeah, right? it like I think it has some ability to guess. Kind of, it can sort of see where surfaces are, but it doesn't feel like they're actually in the world. Yeah, it it's like it it misses more than it hits. Yeah. Right. But it doesn't right. seem to matter. No. Like, no. I think we are probably the first people to seriously complain about the AR in Pokemon Go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, 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 to answer, I think, like, you said, like, would the game be popular if it were if it were just a normal Pokemon game? I don't think it would. I think it wouldn't be this popular. And the reason is, like, you have to know how to play a video game. Like, to play Pokemon, right. you have to know to, like, literally press start to get into the menu and create a save and read menus and navigate menus. And this is just like, there it is a Pokemon. Hit, throw the ball. No, there's that whole beginning with what Professor Marshmallow, what's his name? Willow. Willow. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Marshmallow. Those are super oh similar gosh. words. <laughs> they have W's. Yeah, check yourself. Wow. I, no, I'm, I am doing the act. He, I might know this stuff for real. Ask him, ask him. I'm now. doing the cranky old man mm. act. Yeah, You sure. even downloaded it? I have it. Okay. Yeah. Well, here's what happened. Started? We, we got to talk about this. Yeah, I caught a Pokemon. Which Pokemon? Uh, the Chantrix. No, this is, that's a stop smoking drug. <laughs> a what? A Charbax? What the, no, a that's Char a guy I know. Um, 
Charmander? Charmander! That's yeah, the one. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least you picked the right one. So, uh, uh, j- j- just to rewind a second, though, f- for your point. I'm really sad that you said the name because I think he had oh, at least sorry. another I'm five sorry. minutes I'm of like, Chuck. Chad, Chad. I caught uh, some honey nut Chad. Multiple levels of augmented reality here. There's augmented reality, uh, like the, the surface level that you think of, of like taking it, video from reality and overlaying like 3D graphics on it. But there's also augmented reality in the sense that, like, if you walk past somebody on the street and you and your buddy have a phone and you're clearly playing Pokemon Go and they're clearly playing Pokemon Go, they'll be like, oh, there's a Charmander around the corner. And, and then I'd be really excited because Charmander, even though it's one of the starter Pokemon, if you don't get it right at the start, it's actually pretty rare. So I would definitely go around the corner in the sense that there's, there's a digital entity pinned to yeah. a geolocation but I have to physically travel to collect. Yeah. That's augmented reality as well. Yeah, I think it would be almost as popular if you got rid of the camera part of it. Yeah. Because I think so many people play it without the camera anyway. But mm-hmm. the, the having to, like, you, I can't play it in my apartment like any other game. I have to leave to right. play, which I think is you see everyone out playing it and that there's some kind of weird, like, group mentality happening. Well, there's, but it's what Paul's talking about. There's, like, yeah. this layering over the, the digital world. So the reason I want to ask about AR is there is in our industry at this moment, like the great AR VR debate, the hottest and worst take, our friend Farhad Manchu, and I definitely tweeted right back at him. He was like, if only Google Glass had had Pokemon Go. And I just, that seems really wrong to me. Not only because Google Glass doesn't actually support the true AR where it layers over reality, it's just like an HUD screen. Yeah. But I think that you would not have bought Glass to play Pokemon. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, so I have, I don't know if I've talked to you about this. My like, AR, VR, cell phone versus home theater thing? No. So I, I have this theory about, like, if I were, in, if I had money, <laughs> it's like, this is a crazy idea, but if I had, like, lots of money and I could invest in things, I would only invest in AR. I think VR is great, but I think, like, if you were told, like, hey, you can invest in smartphones or home theater systems, yeah. you would choose smartphones. And VR is, VR is a home theater. Like, you have to have a specific room for it, you have to, like, when you are going to use it, you make time to use it. It is a luxury that most people don't have. And when you do have it, like, you have to have special content for it. You have to stay up to date. Like, if you want m- good movies, you're buying Blu-rays. You're, you're constantly putting money into it. And there's, like, kind of a diminishing returns in quality. And it does a very specific thing. Um, but AR is, to me, just a smartphone, right? The, the ultimate goal of AR is to, like, make your life easier and in theory, you can have less and less friction. It's in, to enhance reality. Yeah, to enhance right. reality and, and to enhance your life. And it could, in theory, go anywhere. So a lot of people had this idea that meant like, oh, well, who friction. Playing it on your iPhone is so hard. You'll just wear it on your face. And no, that, like, that misunderstands it because that adds another thing that you have to buy. And it's closer to VR. It's, it's adding. And it's going to create like this kind of weird have and have nots. But like the phone to me is such a brilliant form of AR. And it's why I'm so excited about Pokemon Go and what comes from here, right? Because we already live with our phone in our hands. Like the idea of using the phone as the magnifying, magnifying glass to the world is just like our natural state almost. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about how crazy this is that nobody's been like killed by a car playing this game. What that tells us is people are so trained to walk around looking at their phones <laughs> that like nobody got seriously oh. hurt. That's 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 actually a crazy thing when you think 
think about how many people are playing this game head down head down looking at a phone and like and it was just instinctual right mm-hmm. it's true it, it's like walking through like uh, Washington Square Park and Union Square I'd say maybe just a slightly higher percentage of people are on their phones. It's just that when you creep on them and look over their shoulder, they're not like on Facebook or Snapchat or reading Wikipedia. They're playing Pokemon. Right. Yeah. And they're clustering. So, they're clustering so, in weird ways. Yeah. And they stop like in the middle. Of the yeah. Yeah. There's we- er- erratic motions. For yeah. Sure. You're like, ah, oh, these this group of people is clustering in a Twitter way. These people. These idiots are playing Pokemon Go. Well, so that, I mean, the, I, the AR VR question to me is it's the one. I really right? like Chris. Because there's a whole, really well, there's smart. a whole, we're, we've already talked a, a, on this show and on the site a thousand times. Chris, you did fine. Um, <laughs> you're, you're fine. Gold star. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, we talked on this show a, a billion times about how VR could drive a phone upgrade cycle, right? Yeah. You get higher resolution screens, you're getting better networks, faster processor, blah, blah, blah. But there's a whole camera cycle that you could drive with AR, right? I mean, if you are better able to read the scene and calculate depth and do all this other stuff, you can radically improve. I'm bringing this up as a bridge to, hey, maybe the next iPhone might have two cameras. Or there's I finally a reason they, for these phones I to have two cameras. I thought they abandoned that. Yeah, a, a second camera could definitely make it a lot easier to do depth detection. Although, because each phone would probably end up needing slightly like tweaked algorithm to like really make good use of it. Well, each model of phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that could help. Yeah. I'm just like, what are the, it's just, you watch the, uh, yeah. the cycle. Like what, if people want to use their phones this way, like how will the phone change? Really I, I think the big me. thing that we're going to see happen with AR is, oh, I think, I think we have to get away from this dumb voice bullshit. Like there is a language that we have with technology since the dawn of man. And it is with our fingers. <laughs> like that is how we engage with technology. And suddenly it's like, we're going to just talk to robots because we talk to people and we're totally okay with that. But The way I can see AR being advantageous is if I'm already used to holding my phone up right in front of my face, right, and again, using it to look around the world, if I can hold up my phone and look at anything in my house through it and touch it, like look at my Amazon Echo and touch it, and then like alongside it in this AR thing is the sound or the Mm. list of all the musics or recent things I played, and I can tap that and it takes two seconds of pulling out my phone, that is a thousand times easier to me than like, okay, for every single thing I own, I need to remember 140 commands about how I talk to this thing and what it can do. I, 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 I'm probably wrong. I'm sure voice will be forced into the world <laughs> by the powers that be. But AR feels like such a natural solution because everybody knows that language, right? Like everybody knows how to communicate with touch. Everybody knows how to like read a basic menu. I feel like Miriam wants I don't to know. Something. I like yeah. <clears throat> basically brought, bought an Echo purely so I could yell at it to turn off my lights. Because getting, really? getting into the app and like turn, doing all the slider things, it's so much easier to just tell it what to do. Maybe not so much in the outside world because I don't really like talking, uh, <laughs> but in my own home, like I lose my phone all the time now because I don't need it for anything when I'm home because I can just text from my laptop if I have it open and stuff like that. Interesting. I do all my like commands with my phone. This yeah. is this is the divide. Wait, what do you you, mm. you have an experience? What are you using to text from your laptop? I use a bunch of weird like encrypted apps that Ariel maybe start using <laughs> to text her. <laughs> So Ariel's like, Ariel wants advice, and now she's on the dark net? Like, that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> Basically. And, like, Hangouts, all my family has Android, so oh, it's helpful. Yeah. Um, well, I want to ask you, the last time Ariel was on the show, uh, we mostly argued about the word spherical video for an hour. That's true. But there's, for a minute, it seemed like VR was really ascendant, right? The the two big headsets came out. We made a bunch of stuff, thus cementing the place of VR in society and culture. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, yeah, I thought we did great. But it seems to have 
dropped to off a little bit. Just sort of, I, I just watched, I, I just monitor Addie Robert, Robertson's mood. Um, oh. She covers the VR industry like thoroughly. And then this moment, at least all the hot takes about Pokemon that I've read have something, they're like, this is AR's transformational moment. Do you buy that or no? I mean, I don't know that another game is going to have this kind of spread because I feel like the fact that it got all of these Pokemon, huge Pokemon fans to start playing and then everyone else was like, oh, this is really fun and normals, quote unquote, can play it too. I don't know that I would want to play a game like this where you like hold your phone up and look at the world and do things through it again. I yeah. would, so I would play a game. I think the, the, the like you have to leave your house to play a game. You need something like Pokemon to like draw you along. Definitely. I could but imagine. But you're going to wave your phone around and see crazy shit in the world around you. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think it could be done. I think it just, I don't think any phones are there right now, and it's going to be a while. Like, the same, re- I think that's the same reason the head- the headsets and VR kind of failed is because, like, the tech. Well, they haven't failed. Not failed. Like, well, <laughs> most people don't have them. But that, in in this moment of VR, that's not failure, right? True. Like, uh, they've succeeded about as much as they, w- they were able to succeed, I think. Mm. I don't know. I feel like they're I, not super happy where they're yeah. at. Yeah. I can't imagine, from what I've heard about Oculus' software sales numbers, that they're thrilled. Yeah. Like, that would be. I don't know. Wait, you got a scoop over there? Player? No, I've just I've I've heard. I gave you a gold star. I can give you another one. <laughs> I, 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 I know you love you stars. <laughs> no, I, I I I have just heard that sales numbers for certain big Oculus games were not especially thrilling. Right. So developers are going to be discouraged, which is was always well, Oculus's. Because they're on the controller. Oculus this whole time was like, we have to have the perfect launch. Can't do anything wrong with the launch because we only get this one chance or people are going to be gun shy. And then we'll have to wait a long time again yeah. for VR to be ascending again. And then Oculus totally yeah. messes up the I launch. Mean, but, but I think they even maybe knew that because I, I, don't, I don't know all the details about how these developers got their stuff worked out. But from what I understand, Oculus paid them quite a bit to like kind of be like, it doesn't matter what you make on this platform. The point is, like, to prove it, mm. and then you'll get paid, which is, like, not shocking. I, I think the issue with, like, Oculus and all this stuff is they're just charging an insane amount. Like, if you want to talk about why it didn't click, it's like you're essentially making iPhone-level games and then charging traditional oh, game the prices developers on it. Yeah. Charge. Yeah, especially yeah. because what you want with Oculus and Vive right now is is experiments. Yeah, and people just playing as many things as they can. I want to try all the different ones and find out what kind of thing I like, and then I'll know. Yeah, but isn't that a I, better argument for something like Gear VR, where it's like just put this in your phone, well, just see what a, you like? Gear VR doesn't have good the power interaction, right? So I, I, I think much. I think um, pair. It, I mean, I'm saying like if they put out the touch controller and pair it to the controller, like you could do, you get a lot farther. I think the the Sony such a big Sony said touch controller. <laughs> Sony release is the last big try. If the Sony VR, if PlayStation VR doesn't do well, I'm buying that's going to be out of PSVR. I feel like a lot of people will, but if that doesn't do well, then yeah, I mean it's a lot easier sell. Like especially when everyone's switching to smaller computers and tablets and whatnot, getting a headset like an Oculus or a Vive. Oh no, it's it's actually a weird. Well, switching to smaller computers maybe, but uh, PC sales are up. It's a weird little data point in this world. Is it because of for the first time in years? But it's like Chromebooks. Yeah, it's not. It's like not like twelve hundred dollar PC that you need to. People are switching to like smaller and lighter and. Tablets, I, and you have to buy a whole other thing for these headsets. One more thing on Pokemon Go, I do think there's one other property yeah. that, that could do this, yeah. be this successful. What is it? Dunna. Be a World of Warcraft. Ooh, go. Interesting. Oh, that would well, be really like interesting. All, it would be all Blizzard, I think. I think it would have to be like 
kind of like uh, what is maybe it? what's their storm. Oh, Heroes of the Storm. Yeah. Well, I don't know. See, I I think that the you could put something something. They'd have to figure out the battle mechanic, but that would be a freaking fun game. You basically go point to point yeah, of interest. False, false like harvest. No, I har- like this. Harvest like whatever like thing is there. Chromebooks. You get quests sometimes <laughs> to like kill X number of. Things, things. Pikachu's maybe. I, I mean, this, sound, this just sounds like a like mine or meetings. Meetings. Just an MMO Yeah, you could mine ore yeah. meetings. Oh, that was another Pokemon be great. Go hot take. If all the office buildings yeah, were yeah. all the crafting professions. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> and then you actually start so like crafting. So, so at work you're like skinning and. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah so you're but then you go crafting. out and about and you kill some. I don't know, whatever. And then you level up and you gear up. Like the, the teams big... and the guilds would be so much more fun. Yeah, the guilds. Somewhere right now, and then, some, and some then attorney you know from the, Blizzard the, the, is like the, freaked the, out. That launch trailer for Pokemon Go, the original trailer, shows everybody in Times Square battling, was it Mewtwo? Yeah, and and that's like a that's like a raid boss in World of Warcraft. Yeah. You have like 30, 40 people, and you're all fighting the same thing at once. Like, can you imagine that sort of experience? It can. That would be yeah. great. So PC shipments are up, saying. by the way. One. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. Let's take a break for this advertising from City. Monetize us, Neli. The Vergecast, as you know, is supported by City Cards with Android Pay. How cool is it that we live in a world where you can use the same device to listen to the Vergecast and buy your morning coffee, groceries, and more? Did I mention that it's a super fast way to pay? Just use your City Card with Android Pay at the register. Get in, get it, and get going. Download the Android Pay app on Google Play or visit city.com slash Android Pay to get started. Android Pay is available for eligible City, Consumer, Credit, and Debit cards. Okay, we're back. Here we are. Oh, that's great, great. monetization. Was, I thought so. Love that ad. Yay. All right. I want to talk about Nintendo. Okay. I want to, I want to shift gears because the other big news was this NES Classic. And Paul's just shaking his head. Why are you shaking your head at the NES Classic? I'm just, I saw this and I was like, Psh, whatever. Yeah, it's kind of crappy. Right? I like, it feels pretty cheap. It yeah. looks cheap. It looks like like, like a, cheap, a keychain item. Yeah, it looks like and, it's like forty and, bucks. And right? that, and, but 50, what I'm saying 50. is that I'm bad at my job for not thinking that this was what everybody in the world wanted. Apparently, I mean, this thing blew up in a way that few of our stories blow up. Like, you know, like an Apple Day will come and like everyone will read the new iPhone post. This one story was like it had a trajectory like that. Like everyone on Facebook was like, "Dude, I gotta buy this," and yeah. I kind of don't understand it. I mean, n- nostalgia. Is that it? Yeah. So we did another post. Uh, Paul, did you write the Genesis one? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. So there was this post that was like, hey, there's also a Sega Genesis version of this. It's already available. It's Mm. on Amazon. You can buy it right now for essentially the same price. It doesn't Mm. have HDMI, but like whatever. It actually has a ton of technical problems with it. Yeah. yeah. Really? What are the technical problems? The control, it has two wireless controllers, but they uh, communicate over infrared. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. I'm done. Like closing yeah. my laptop and walking at the door. I know you'd love that. Um, it comes with like 80 games, but like about half of them are like knockoff like clones. Okay. So this thing's a mess. That, that it, thing it, is it's like. It's made yeah, by this company but, called At Games. It yeah. runs Sega Genesis cartridges, but not all okay, so of the them. Nintendo one is like official Nintendo product. It's official. 30 yeah. games built in. And some weird ones in there, but mostly good stuff. Like Legend of Zelda 2, not a good game. Just put it out there. Debatable. Anyway. Link to the Past, not a good that's, game. 
I, you, now, now you're confused. Wait, yeah. what's on Legend of Zelda Two? It's Whoa. the Adventure of Link. Adventure yeah. of Link. I am confused. Yeah. That's the one where Link jumps a lot and you can't win. <laughs> right? Is that the one? Because okay. I hated that. So, game. so <laughs> the reason I think this one is. <laughs> I'm right. Oh, right. It's like Link in a bog, and uh -huh. you're endlessly jumping up and down. Yeah, that's and it. Bad things happen to you. Did you say dad things happen bad to things, you? Bad okay. things. Happen to bad you. things. Link starts grilling. Oh no! no. <laughs> he starts the making lawn. <laughs> what happened to the foundation? We uh, don't have the money. <laughs> we just painted the house. <laughs> Bring that car home on time. Oh, Melinda's gonna be so mad. Melinda. That's his wife's name. Link's wife's name is Melinda. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. He never mar married Zelda. <laughs> so that just fell apart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was like, no. There's you a reality to be my hero. That. I can He's like, be my own woman. You don't know how to do the downward stab thing because you can't get out of this bog. Okay. <laughs> You're stuck with Melinda. <laughs> Let's never say game. any of these words ever again. I hated um, that game. Can I just put it out there? No, no. Zelda 2. Do you know what? You did put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, here's a really one. bad game. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like we've jumped from the millennial to the Gen X. <laughs> Zelda, the original Zelda, brought me, my sister and I together. Mm -hmm. We played it a lot. Zelda 2 came out. We put it in. My sister was like, I hate this, and left, and I never saw her again. I mean, how many, <laughs> how many young people could even name, like, more than five NES games? Do you think, like, a lot? I mean, how many people could name more than five Xbox games? Well, here, okay, hold on. Well, do you think one day they'll put out a tiny little Xbox? No. So here's why I think this is this is what this <laughs> is, is why this, this is so important. Right now, look at what Xbox is doing with Xbox One, right, or even the previous one. They make like lots of versions of their hardware, and I don't think anybody really falls in love with hardware and video game consoles anymore. I think there's like you like it and it mm. does its job. It doesn't look too much like a DVD player. But I think the reason the NES thing clicks even more than the Sega Genesis is the NES thing is so iconic in its design and so unlike anything else and so weird, like putting it in and then lowering it. And there's like, there's almost this like little religion around mm -hmm. using the NES as like, like make a guitar out of an NES or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And but I just, I just have always found it the ugliest box. Oh, it, it, no, it's, it's hideous in like a Ridley Scott designing alien sort of way, right? Like it's this hideous but like hyper practical looking thing. Hmm. Like it looks like it's built to last. I like I like it too much. It's like I'm I'm I see what you're saying in a very objective level, and then mm -hmm. I'm like thinking about it. And I'm just getting the warm fuzzies. See? All I can think yeah. of yeah. is like exhaling as hard as possible into this thing to try to clean. Please it make up. Bo Jackson baseball work. <laughs> Wasn't that That's a, like the worst thing you can do to it? Wasn't Bo Jackson base? What was the company that ripped off the cartridges and they got sued and they put out the black cartridges? I don't know. Bo Jackson baseball was a licensed game. There mm. was another company that like cracked the cartridge code and they put out black cartridges and Nintendo sued them. Oh, I don't thing. know. That's that ha that goes into like the whole Nintendo seal of approval thing. Which yeah, is a whole these were these thing. were not sealed. I, well, they yeah, were sealed with sealed. disapproval. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> ah. What what a good Mad Magazine bit. <laughs> so Whatever, Melinda. <laughs> Melinda. Um, All right. So, wait, here's my question. Nintendo, okay. for ages, everyone's like, Nintendo, stop making consoles. You've lost the magic of your consoles. Just make mobile games. And Nintendo has insisted that they not do that. They have said it over and over again. They're not going to do it. No, they've they've changed their mind on that. Right. But, but I'm saying they just changed their mind. Right. Like a year ago, they said, we're going to enter these waters, basically. Mm -hmm. And then Pokemon is obviously a massive explosion. And then there's this nostalgia wave of everyone wants to buy a $50 tiny NES. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Shouldn't Nintendo just like give up and just put 
Mario One on the iPhone for real? I mean, it's complicated. You, it, a few things. One, the Pokemon thing isn't just Nintendo. Like the Pokemon, Pokemon is owned by the Pokemon Company, which has a relationship with Nintendo. So it's not it's not as clear cut as it might seem. There, mm-hmm. I do think Nintendo is unlike any other company in video games because they actually made a profit off their hardware. Like they built hardware to make money. While Microsoft and other companies have often built hardware at a loss. It's kind of changed recently because of other issues. But there was for a long time the idea of like, oh, you you make hardware to like get the licensing fees. Well, Nintendo has always been like, no, we we basically make a toy thing and it makes us money and then we sell additional toy things onto it. So I think uh, they didn't want to lose that money because for them that was that was their business. That's like what made them rich. That the Game Boy will be the like perfect example of right of that, right? Like the reason the Game Boy like funded them and a lot of their handhelds have done so well for them is like that is the hardware. And by restricting the things to that, you can sell the Game Boy and make tons and tons and tons of dollars. And they always want to replicate the Game Boy. I mean, it was just such a huge success that I mean, there's nothing really like it that lasted that long. Uh, and was like that cheap of technology. I mean, when they sold it, it was wildly out of date the day it came out. Yeah. And, and it made them a ton of money. So I get it. I'm like, like you don't want to give that up. And I think it is one of those things like once you start to give that up, it, it's kind of hard to like put the toothpaste back in the tube. That well, said. What's the, they have a new console. What's the Neo next? Nobody knows. People have ideas of what it is. But it's not announced yet. Right. In theory, it's coming out this year. We'll see. But I do think the, the comparison I was... I think I was talking to Dieter about this, but like it kind of reminds me of Marvel. Uh, like when they started really being serious about movies and like making good games and things yeah. like that, where they had worried so much about the comic book base- business. And like, even though they were great at it, like they were just, they were never going to like bring back the comic book business. And I think that is the point that Nintendo's shareholders are at, where they're like, I know it was great. But it's not coming back. <laughs> like, that's just not how the world works anymore. Mm-hmm. You, you have to find a different method. And it seems like there, there is no method until you realize, like, oh, we have the greatest portfolio in the industry. And that's what happened with Marvel. It was like, oh, what are we doing? This is so stupid. <laughs> Our portfolio is so insane. And, all, like, everybody wants it. So we can only partner with the best people in the world. Yeah. So it, it, that, that, that's such a crazy opportunity where you have this portfolio. And if I'm them, I'm saying, OK, we're going to do these things kind of like what they did with Pokemon Go and say, we're just going to work with the people who are the absolute best at this, who have the absolute like most power, who can guarantee us essentially success. And I, I think they'll follow that, mar- that model. I'm hopeful they'll follow that model. And the results will be pretty staggering. I mean, like, if they said if they walked up to Apple and said, look, we'll put Mario on the app store but you have to give it better placement right you you have oh, yeah. to you have to promote this for us and it'll be exclusive like happen tomorrow exactly if, and they, if, if they went to google and said all right we'll do it on android but everything every android phone from now on the google logo will be replaced with mario's face google be like, yeah yeah that's probably fine well and also on the developer end i think you oh, could definitely <clears throat> attract more talent to make something great because those are just the things that people really love yeah, and I, I think what you'll see is Pokemon's actually a really great example for this. People have always been, I mean, from the beginning have been like, why is Pokemon not on 
GameCube or Wii or Nintendo 64? Why is there not just like a Pokemon game? There was Pokemon Snap, Pokemon But I mean like a, a Pokemon a game where you like go Pokemon and do RPG. Pokemon. And what they figured out was like, no, lock the, the like what we know the IP to be into the hardware that it's in and then experiment off of that. So like I don't think we'll see a Pokemon game on iOS. It'll just be more marketing that will uh, like introduce it to more people and then they will probably go and announce more hardware and might actually like have success as in the hardware space because we'll be like, "Oh man, I really like that thing, but I'm craving that classic Mario experience." So they're just going to put out crappy retro. I don't think it'll be crappy. I think it'll just be like it'll be designed for the hardware. They're they're really smart in that way. Like, they do not get enough credit. They, a lot of people talk about how they're old-fashioned, and they have a lot of issues, especially with, like, how they use the internet. But I think more you than... by ignoring it? Well, well yes, yes. But like, what? What is that? More, more than any other company, like, they know how to design to the hardware. When they put the Nintendo 64 out with that weird controller, they changed how people played shooters in games, even if it was, like, goofy in a lot of examples. It still is, like revolutionary every time they put out new hardware. Do you think I they think can Wii do that U again? is like the one exception. I just don't think they work. can do that again. I mean, I think they just did it with Pokemon Go in that sense. Like, they knew to partner. You well, don't think so? No, because your whole riff at the beginning was they just stole a camera interface. They didn't steal it. No, that's just knowing how to use the platform. Like, sure, but what I'm saying is I don't think they can... I don't think you can sell people another piece of mobile hardware that is worse than their phone. So you're just going to end up making something that is either I I think you're thinking or limited phone. You're thinking in sales of iPhones. Think yes. about it in sales of like what the Nintendo 3DS sold and if they can have the iPhone things too and then also have that business where they it's just like guaranteed millions and millions of hardware sales that you sell knowing that they don't have to be as good as the iPhone. That's a lot of money. I think just a, honestly, a straightforward 3DS successor could be great right now, and then the rumors make it sound like that will have some tie-in to the home console, which yeah. Nintendo's done so, so very little. They pretended like they were going to do that with the Game Boy Advance and the GameCube. And the Wii U. The Wii U looked like it was going to be like, here's a tablet that you carry around. Right. But um, then you found out that you actually did to keep it in your house. <laughs> Just, still the craziest thing. I think pretty, I, that, that was, that was like the moment where I was like, wow, this is pretty... Re- oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, it was also no. a resistive touchscreen. Like, when you're like, yeah. they're really good at hardware. It's like, yeah, they made a tablet from 1995, right? Yeah. And they're like, this is the cutting edge of game... It, I just... The best hardware that you're going to get is going to be your phone. Yeah, but but you, you have to, like, not think about it like that like the playstation move is better hardware than the wiimote right but like place who owns playstation move like i bought push i remember when that came out but i do have the wii and wii u here's what i'm gonna say though i'm gonna buy the hell out of that psvr i'm holding off on madden this year uh, for the PSVR but, to come but, out. Because I, I don't want to buy it for Eli, Xbox One. I want to buy it for PS4. But PlayStation VR is not going to be the best hardware. It doesn't have all the specs. Yeah, where are my o- specs? Of the Oculus and the Vive. I, I hear what you're saying. If you want the best specs, you will buy I'm not saying it's specs. I'm saying like it's a but fucking resistive touchscreen. specs? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I agree. But it's also, the Wii U is without question the big mistake. Right. 
And they have a history of not doing that. (laughs) I would would say if there was one company that I would never count out, it is Nintendo because it has this ability to be like, don't mind me, just stepping in my grave. Don't mind me, just putting the dirt in my mouth. Gonna be dead now. And then like rising from the dead and like flying. And be like, gotcha. I'm the king again, baby. This vacuum cleaner is going to suck up these ghosts. Mm. That was great. It's true. That was their great. Look at this GameCube controller. The game is sucking up ghosts in a mansion. But that, that's it's like a, what is it? The Star Trek movies or like the odd ones or the yeah. good ones or something. <laughs> We're it's time for the odd one. We've been yeah. on an even cycle. And let me introduce you to our sponsor, Centrify Corporation. <laughs> okay. The Centrify Identity Platform is a next-generation identity management solution that protects organizations against cyber threats. Check out the white paper or sign up for a free 30-day trial at centrify.com slash identity. All right, we got to talk about some other things. Well, we got to do my weekly segment. Yeah, what's it called? It's called Pokemon Go Tips and Tricks (laughs) Review. It's just SEO keywords. (laughs) iPhone success. This is a tough one for me, but I figured you would probably, you know, I think about your feelings sometimes. Thank you. (laughs) Someone asked you. Superbook. Oh, the Superbook. Superbook. Love this damn thing. A hundred dollar laptop with no computer inside it. You just plug your Android phone in, and now that Android phone is magically a computer through this Think cheap la- with the Andromium OS. <laughs> Come on. Which, which I don't know why they didn't use um, uh, Chrome what, OS. No, what's there's there's another one that's is really popular. Actually? Remix. Remix, oh, Remix OS is, is yeah. super popular. I don't know why they didn't use that. Andromium. What's pronounceable? Wasn't this like already well, it's Android the Windows Chromium. Mobile thing? Yeah, Windows like, Mobile 10. So Windows Continuum does this. And then there was mm-hmm. the Motorola Atrix. Along with the, this uh, has been tried a lot of times. A lot of people have tried this. This is the Got dream. Palm this, made the Folio. Can I no, tell you a story? They never shipped the Folio. Well, they made it. I guess so. We did like a hands-on and review. The, the Palm Folio, this is before smartphones were a thing, for real. Mm. The Palm Folio was a laptop that connected to your Palm Pilot, <laughs> your Trio. So you can see your spreadsheets. So you could see spreadsheets and do work. But it like ran the same operating system, and it was like $900. Huh. And it was such a stupid idea that Engadget killed it with a blog post. Peter Rojas and Ryan Block and Josh Shapolsky wrote a blog post being entitled palm it's time for an intervention and one of the bullets was the folio is a stupid idea and like a week later palm was like we're killing the folio wow yeah it was that this idea has been around ice cold then palm you know Palm cursed the category. Yeah. It's like when uh, Voldemort <laughs> didn't get the job a death of, X. of for being um, the defense against, against dark, arts. dark arts teacher. He cursed the position, and so everybody always leaves after a year. That's what happened. Yeah. And then the Atrix came. I think the Atrix was the next big one. There's mm. Redfly. Dieter, I made a whole list. The idea that you have a phone and then it like turns into a computer mm. is the fucking dream. Yeah. Right? It's like, I got my phone. Is like, it? it no, is. these are some pretty boring Why dreams. Why is that the dream? It just yeah. is the dream. I don't know. Why do you want that? It I remember thinking awesome. that when I saw the Atrix. It's like, that sounds awesome. But now that I think about it. So the thing about this shell, right? Yeah. It is clearly larger or thicker than like the HP Spectre or a MacBook, right? Yeah. It's going to be a lot slower than either of those things. Because it's $100, you're not going to get a good screen or keyboard or trackpad. It's 
Paul's ruining my dreams. Um, so I'm making you play Zelda 2 when we go upstairs. I would much prefer to get like a, like a $300 Chromebook than something like this. And even more, I would prefer to be affluent and just have a MacBook <laughs> or an HP Spectre. I'm buying this thing. All right. Here's what a, are you going to use it for? What I don't know. Are you going to plug it into I your buy iPhone? Everything. You going to plug it into your iPhone? No. Are you going to plug it into... All right. Let's talk about that. That's your gadget of the week is a Superbook. That's a shout out to me. Yeah. That, look, I'm telling you the dream. The dream is you have one centralized processor in your life that connects to one cloud account mm-hmm. and it just powers screens of various sizes. That's the dream. Mm-hmm. So it's, you don't have to like switch things and sync things and worry about things. You're just like... You live in, you're just living your life. Sure. You never edit video again. Yeah. Right. Miriam, I have something very sad to tell never, you. <laughs> never, never play World of Warcraft. All right, all right. Tell me about never this play dumb Overwatch. phone. Holder. Actually, I want you to hand it to Miriam. I want Miriam to tell me about this phone. Would you buy this phone? This is a Moto Z mm-hmm. Droid Force. Yeah, that's the Force. Yeah. What is wait, it? Wait, wait, Miriam, Miriam, thing. hold it out like, at like head height and then drop it on the ground. Am I allowed to do that? Yes. Yep. So you can hold fun. it higher than that. It's gonna be fine. Yeah, what we can't it? hurt a phone. It's I dropped it from like chest height onto concrete today. Yeah. Oh, so, can you really do that though? That's great. I break all things. Yeah, I know. Right. So I, know, like, I, know, I wasn't saying. Yeah, I know you break everything. I'm so saying we, I do that too. We gotta. We gotta talk about this. So this phone. It's the new Droid. It's the Moto Z. Yeah. It's, it's indestructible. Got, yeah. And, and what else? It what doesn't else about have it? a headphone jack, and the USB C headphone dongle is plugged into the bottom. Right now. So Miriam was like, oh, I love this phone. I break everything. I'd get it. And then look at that. Look at that dongle. Well, so the headphones that I currently use for my commute, they have two pieces anyway. Because they're meant to, it's like a, it's like a pre-dongle your phone. Down, no, it's like, a, it's like their sport the ones. So they have a shorter version. So you could like have it on your sleeve if you want. Yeah. So I don't know how that's this that much different if it's just like was always attached to your headphones. Yeah, oh, remember yeah. the original so, Xbox had that breakaway cable? Yeah, it sucks. So when your siblings I mean, tripped on it? You're going to like awkwardly, it'll pull apart and then you'll drop your phone, but your phone will be fine when you when it pulls apart and you drop it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how you solve this problem. Wow. My, you make an indestructible phone. My biggest worry seeing something like this, like I would say that cable sticks out of that phone. We've also seen these like supposed like leaked. Uh, the renders of the new iPhone are super ugly. The the new iPhone earbuds, but I don't I don't believe those are the actual I don't think those ones. are real. I think the cases but, that we're seeing are but real. But that that see that USB-C cable sticks out almost I would say maybe 3 quarters of an inch, right? Oh yeah. The USB-C plug you mean, not the cable. Sorry, the yes, cable's correct, quite long. Correct. The, the, the cable uh, let me paint a picture for you. It's there, stuck in really tight though. There's 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 one, there's <laughs> one no, plug. No, well, yet. Yeah. There's one plug. It's USB-C. The dongle is about five inches long, and it has the USB-C plug, but the USB-C plug has sort of audio components in it. Yeah, it's a new USB-C. And so it sticks out a little bit, and I feel like if that was in my pocket... It when would, you sat down? Like when oh, I yeah, sat down, it'd be kind of an angle, and I'd feel like I'd bend that, that Nothing plug. about this is makes me feel so good. So that I'm, plug I'm like needs to be how shortened. Much, how much longer is it than a normal... Three and a half millimeter thing well, sticks out. I, I but have normal the, three and a half ones are either angled or and they spin. Yeah, they True. spin Spinning and they're smart. angled. <laughs> Just <throwing the> <laughs> Screw you, no headphone jack. <laughs> Man, that, that's a the appeal. Tail, you can hold all right, it. All right, that's true. The dongle's nice for picking can, it up. Like, there's got to be some jokes there. All right. Uh, well, I'm just saying, look, the no headphone phones are coming. Here's the first one. Miriam, would you get this phone? <laughs> no, but that's just because I don't buy things. <laughs> Imagine I that you a phone? were buying. Yeah. Is it one of the ones that are free with my carrier? <laughs> Perfect. Chris? Maybe. I mean, the how oh. is it waterproof? I don't know. 
If it's waterproof, we'll yes. throw it in a bucket of water. We're throwing it everywhere else. Find a bucket of water. It's a new time. There's a lot of laptops. Wait, hold no. on. The appeal of this is like you could play Johann Sebastian Joust with it. Did you play that game? It's water yeah. resistant. That would be like the it's it's you can't break it, so you could play you could play jousting mobile games. It's water repellent, moderate exposure to water, such as accidental spills, splashes, or light rain. Not designed to be submersed in water or exposed to pressurized water or other liquids. <laughs> Don't power Not wash your phone. <laughs> waterproof. That's weird. Hmm. It's got advanced mm. nano coating technology. Okay. So we got to wrap up. It's the end of our show. <laughs> it's time. We got to go play Pokemon Go. This was uh, a muted show, mostly because of my burning hatred for Pokemon Go. Okay, got it. Got hatred? It. Wow. It's not hatred. It's more like a burning antipathy. And do you think it's maybe that you just don't feel relevant anymore? I'm yeah. old. I'm dying. <laughs> Are you old sometimes? Here's what happens. Mortality happens. finds you. It's, it's a terrible in feeling. In the form of cartoons that other people are chasing in a digital world all around you. At least you don't have to regularly talk to one of your coworkers about five seconds of summer. <laughs> if you want to feel old, <laughs> I can make that happen. What's up, Galen? <laughs> shout out to you. No, that's it. That's How do show. you feel about the new uh, sniper character for Overwatch, Anna? I like that she's a grandmother. Hmm. There's a whole thing. See, I know what's up. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Caught that one because I read an article somewhere else. Nice. Uh, oh, I have a thing to say. Uh-huh. An important thing to say. <laughs> There's a show, a television show called Mr. Robot. Mm. This show is about evil hackers doing wonderful things in a world full of evil, psychopathic corporate people. Imagine mm. if someone could get into your phone and steal your Pokemon. Just trying to make That's it That's pretty much what Mr. Robot's about. The app it's, is it's, too bad for it's that. About, <laughs> it's about the world's most sophisticated Pokemon hackers. Anyhow, Mr. Robot's back. First episode was last night. It was great. Uh, I was on USA's after show. But every week for this season on Wednesdays, this is a big announcement. I should have done it at the top of the show. Every week, Wednesdays, Russell Brandom, Emily Oshita, and I are hosting the official Mr. Robot after show, which will be on The Verge and on USANetwork.com. So watch Mr. Robot and then... Basically, if you loved the video Vergecast, this is going to be kind of a lot like that, only focused on Mr. Robot mm. for, for some time. I won't tell you how long. I'll give it a shot. It's going to be good. It's going to be crazy. We're, we've got a lot of plans. But Wednesdays. Okay. Wednesdays. Uh, after Mr. Ooh, Robot. That's not good for me. But can I watch it on demand? That's the show. Yes, of course you can watch it. Ah, cool. It's the internet. Just want to make sure. We'll, we'll be torrenting <laughs> that thing far and wide. We're going to have an official IRC channel for like the lead hackers. It's going to be a whole thing. <laughs> but only for the late hackers. Yeah, the regular plebs get to use Twitter. Okay, <laughs> you can it. use a hashtag on Twitter or you can figure out MIRC. Those are your choices to talk to me at the Mr. Robot after show. Uh, but it's been really fun. I want everybody to listen. There's also a bunch of other stuff to listen to. Chris, yeah. just want to plug your show. Yeah, so there's a show called What's That hosted by me. And this week's episode's about Jesus Pokemon. Christ. I think you should listen to it. He had me on one time. I thought he was a great interviewer. Thank you. There you go. You were a great guest. This t- Gold stars all around. Uh, I thought Miriam did a good job today, guys. I think she really Stop did. complimenting each other. Did you see her throw that phone? <laughs> <laughs> I host a show called Control Delete with Walt Mossberg. Okay. Lauren Good on the Recode side hosts To Embarrass Ask. Emily and Liz do Verge ESP. Mm-hmm. Uh, Recode has other great shows. Recode Decode, Recode Media. Just listen to wow. Vox Media stuff yeah. all day long mm-hmm. in your headphones connected to your dumb dongle. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's it. That's Vergecast. Thanks again to Centrify. For all your cyber identity needs, Centrify, you've been thanked.
rock and roll. Paul. <laughs>